Order. This man Order about to in the snitch. court. Settle down. Settle down. We're about to get started. Do you know why you're here? I'm pretty much um, telling on everybody and anybody, even even people that don't have anything to do with this situation. I'm telling on them too. I just want my name clear, and I'm trying to go home as soon as possible. Switch. And I'll give up anybody and everybody. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we we managed to survive the uh, Takashi Six Nine testimony. None of us came were exposed as being a member of the Nine Trey Bloods that I know of. I'm your host CEO Hayes, and we are back for another episode of the Breaks Radio. And I'm joined by Miss Mary Almonte. What's going on? Not that what I should have said. <laughs> <Bullying>. <laughs> no. <laughs> and my brother Baylor, the greatest in the building. What's going on? Dick and back bamboo. I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we bicking it today. Oh man, listen. Uh and that's where we're we're gonna start. I, we can't really start with anything else. So Takashi Six Nine, as the whole world knows, had a week worth of testimony. I think he testified over it was like three to five days. Um, and just everything that's come out from this. And I've watched like a lot of videos preparing for this. And there's, uh, people who were in the courtroom said that the stuff that's been leaking out was really just the te- the tip of the iceberg. The stuff that didn't get out the courtroom was even like more damning and, and everything like, so we'll talk about the testimony, the snitching and how it co- trickles back into the culture. So like one of the things that stood out to me most was just the quality of, of like the, the kidnapping video and some of the recordings that came out like i said on my solo podcast is i truly believe that he's been working with the feds a lot longer uh than what a lot of people know i i honestly think he's been a plant almost since the beginning what do you guys think about the the testimony and everything that's come out so far mary i'll, I'll come to you first since he's from your city i'll come to you first hey we ain't claiming him <laughs> um i think it's this right like with takashi being a snitch that's not surprising because and i think we and I've said this before, right? Like, he's not about that life. Like, they plucked him out of... He was a kid making sandwiches in the bodega. So, like, you know, whatever to that. The uh, people that were in the circle that have come out as informants, for me, it's like an episode of Power. Like, the fucking driver? Like, are we serious with that? Like, that blew my mind. I'm like, and the possibility of Jim Jones being an informant. Did we ever find out if that was, like, confirmed? I don't know. Um, but the driver really just killed me. Like, so it's like, in the beginning, with the whole kidnapping thing, and I think we might have covered this, right, in our past episode, we were all wondering if it was a publicity stunt, if it was real. And I think the fact that the video came out made us feel like, it might have been sort of a setup or some, or not real. And then to find out that really the only reason why that video was as <laughs> as good as it was was because the driver was a snitch that was cooperating the whole time. It's like, who who's going to come out next? Like, I don't know. This is just getting crazy. So I'm, I'm entertained. <laughs> yeah, and I think the thing that a lot of people that don't, like, really pay attention only, like, looking at headlines, like, I think there's this mindset that Takashi's the one on trial. Takashi is not on trial here. What's happening with him is predetermined. He's going into witness protection probably afterwards or whatever. It, it, it th- He's already been sentenced. His stuff is done. Like, it's all about how this is going to trickle down to the people around him. Baylor, what do you think? You know, he didn't even, like, put a fight up, though. 
<laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know, he didn't put a fight up. Um, and and like Mary said, we all thought it was a joke or some type of publicity stunt because remember he had the video in Chicago, yeah, where he was mm-hmm. where he was wilding out and acting like a tough guy or whatever. So um, yeah, man, I mean, he, somehow Cardi B is involved and Jim Jones, and I'm like, yo, this shit is entertaining. Um, it's sad though. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I honestly feel bad for him. He messed up not only his life but his family, though. You know, that's the that's one thing that people got to think about is his family is is involved in this. I mean, I, I, I honestly like, yeah, it it does suck, and you know, the fact that he is behind bars for the forty five years, he, which, which he's not going to be, it do, it does suck. But like I said, because I I got my conspiracy theory hat on, it it. I'm not that worried about him and his family. Like, honestly, because I just think that they're all going to be taken care of. They are already bringing him in through, like, a, a, a tunnel entrance when he comes to court. Like, the man is protected. Uh, his family hopefully is protected. But the thing I think with this is, and kind of what I said on my podcast is, what part in this does this generation, the millennials, generations, whatever, I don't, I, I don't keep up with it, play into this? Because they hyped this guy up to the point to where he was, quote-unquote, the king of New York, and everything else, and he's a fucking rat. Like, at what point do that do we hold his fans responsible for putting him in the position that he was able to to put such a black eye on our culture? Because that's ultimately what this is. Well, what fans? I mean, they disappeared, didn't they? Yeah. Real fast because they were embarrassed. You know, they they put this guy on the pedestal. Uh, they was they was cheering for him when he when he went at Charlemagne on the Breakfast Club. And they now you fast forward. When you're in that lifestyle, I get where you're coming from. So I don't have any sympathy for him there. Because when you're in that lifestyle, that's against the code. You know what I mean? I'm a regular pedestrian. If I get involved in some stuff that, that I didn't know about, <laughs> I'm telling. Okay? I'm telling on everybody. But in, in his situation, I mean, like you said, he could have been an industry plan or he could have just been a lost soul that was looking for some love in the streets. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I'm going. I'm going. I'm with you, Hayes. I'm on the first one. I'm with, I'm with the first one. But regardless, I think he's just a lost soul. And now you say he protected. He got to look over his back for the rest of his life. Yeah. If that, if, if that, that gang, if my, and I've never heard of them prior to him yelling out that. But if they're as big and, and dangerous as they, you know, as they say, uh, he, you know, that protective custody did not going to hold up too long. Them cats are going to be trying to get to you. You got to remember, the cat that took out Nipsey, they couldn't get him. So the next thing that they went after was his family. And they and they pushed him to go turn himself in. Yeah, that's a fact. Mary, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think that, and I think what you are alluding to, what basically we kind of say all the time, gangsta ain't gangsta no more. Like, the code definitely has worn down if if it still exists. Um, I think that right now the culture, so to speak, is full of a bunch of people who talk about a life that they really don't live. And yeah, unfortunately, this is kind of what happens. I mean, now he's facing real consequences, and you see him now, you know, um, basically folding. He's folding. I mean, basically, the code of the streets is you never fold. And he's folding and pride almost, it seems, which is, I think that's the like oddly entertaining part about it. I mean, I'm down the front. The memes, though, that have come out of this are. Oh, just, uh, my God. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. I'm talking yeah. about he, he, took, he took SpongeBob fame away real quick. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know. My favorite has been uh, the, there's a Spider-Man one 
um, kind of like recreating the last scene of the homecoming. Uh, um, and he's the one on the billboard. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, Peter Parker is really special. I haven't seen that one. I got to see and that one. It's like the judge is like anything else, and he's like, How many looks does it take? I know how many looks get to the center for Tipsy Roll Hey, but, but Mary, the, se- the second one got to go to the one where he says, I know where Tommy works at. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, but outside the memes, like, there's this whole conversation now happening, and I don't want to like retread what everyone else has, but I mean, it's a good question to ask is, Can he come back to making music after this? First of all, if he's going oh, into witness no. protection, they're not letting him make music after this. Like I know, yeah, I think no. people are losing the the concept of that, and I hate to burst everyone's conspiracy bubble. If he if he gets out, he's going to be in witness protection. They're probably going to give him plastic surgery to remove his tattoos. The motherfucker isn't making any more music. That's all. Unless <laughs> unless you guys start hearing someone that sounds like Takashi that we never see their face, they mysteriously upload to SoundCloud. <laughs> it's not happening, people. Oh no, you can't come back from this. I remember we asked if he would if if he could make a comeback if he was released from jail like early on and I'm like yo maybe he got a chance but this right here oh no there's nothing coming back from this you might bro he got to move he got to <laughs> go he got to go I ain't never seen nobody drop a dime like this like oh no he whoa. didn't drop dimes bro he dropped the whole ba- like he dropped stacks <laughs> like it wasn't just dimes he took a whole <laughs> empire down like Nino Brown is rolling over in his grave right now bro god uh, and I, I mean, kids, kids are easily influenced, hey? So, you know, they save your wind down. What they're going to do is act like he he never existed. And the funny thing is, is I really didn't realize Takashi was only 23. I mean, I, it feels like, just because of how much he was in the news, it feels like he's been a, around longer than what he has. But he's really what? He's really been like two and a half, three years at that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. But dare I say that they're all getting what they deserve because it's like, they, I feel like they exploited him. You know what yeah, I mean? They yeah. saw an impressionable young dude who had a little bit of talent, and they basically made him into a character. And it's like, you know, you could put lipstick on the pig, but <laughs> not to use that horrible saying, but it's the truth. Like, he, they made him that little rainbow bright character, and now he's acting like, what it looks like. And you got all those unnecessary tattoos. I like, know. Yo. I would be mad if I was him about that. <laughs> Man. I don't even think he wanted half of those. Maybe the one on the stomach. I give you that one. But everything else on his face, like, yo, they just, they really went in with you. I know. <sighs> <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, it's it sucks. And, uh, you know, five years from now, I'm sure that we'll be getting the Takashi 6ix9ine story on TV. And we'll talk about it again. He's going to be 45 when he get out. Bro, he's no, he got 45 years. He's 23 now. Like, when he gets out. Well, I mean, after he gives up Cardi B, my wife, and a couple of kids, they're going to knock about 20 <laughs> years off. Mary, Mary, here's your time now. Are you a member of the Nine Trey Bloods? <laughs> I refuse to answer on the grounds that it may incriminate me. <laughs> Well, let's move on. Let's get off that crazy shit. So, uh, the baby announced a new album, Kirk, which actually drops this Friday. So, when you guys are hearing this, it'll be dropping the next day. Um, the baby's had a really interesting career. Like, it, I mean, he's one of the what I think he's known as one of the people you don't fuck with in rap right now. One of the very few who's actually about that life. Um, 
but his music I, I would say as an artist i can see the growth i still won't say that i enjoy his music but maybe i'm on the outskirts of that mary what do you think well i feel like this is like further fool news <laughs> because he's another one that it's like okay yes i do think he's about that life but he's also ridiculous and like goes around slapping people up and just I don't know. I think it's borderline bullying. So I'm not such a fan of him as a person, um, at least from his persona. But I will say that he could spit. And, you know, I respect that, appreciate it. But definitely I'm not going to be in a rush to listen to anything. <laughs> like, I really haven't heard much of his music outside of what's hit the airwaves. So Ain't much to know What do you about think it? about his verse yeah. Under the Sun with... Uh... J. Cole. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, you know, he, he's not trash. This is what we'll say. That is, that is, he's he not, is trash. not trash. You're right. I'll give him that. So his cadence sometimes is trash me, but that's me getting too technical. Baylor, what do you think? <laughs> I'll, I'll give him this. He got talent uh, to keep up with some good artists. I, let's just say that. Um, but honestly, I can't tell you not one verse that was hot, but I'll dance to it though. If you listen to his music, I, li I was just at a wedding. They played a couple of tracks. It banged. I don't know what he's talking about. And everything is the same. A dabba da dabba do. A dabba da dabba do. It's the same shit. Did you say yabba dabba do? What? what <laughs> Whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. Shit. But I mean, like I said, he. I think. I think. I. I think he has the ability to pick it up if he's featured on a track with a dope artist. As far as being a solo artist. He ain't going to do nothing but put out some shit that you can play at the club or in the car real loud. So is it safe to say that you, when thinking of uh, the Baby album, you're you're thinking that the songs may be good depending on who the features are and may force him to step up? No, the songs are going to be good because of the production. Okay. Shit, okay. shit is just going to make you move your shoulders and your ass. Okay. Fair That's enough. That's about it. But I think, I, think he, I think he has a dope personality uh, in general. He just... You know, he's probably a cool dude to kick it with, you know, but I'm Until not... Until you make him mad, and then he slaps the shit out of you <laughs> with I'm a gas. Like... I'm in a way, room. I could take that slap. <laughs> you gonna get paid after the slap, too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, might not even, I might not even swing back. You got <laughs> But didn't he kill... No. No. Okay. No. Right. No. Come Sorry. on now. No, we already talked about Takashi. Let's move on. Um... <laughs> No, but <laughs> uh, so the next one is is news for for nostalgia. We're '90s babies. Well, no, I'm an '80s baby, but nonetheless, mm -hmm. DMX, LL Cool J signed new deals with Def Jam. New music from DMX and LL Cool J on the way. I don't know if I'm excited about this <laughs> at all. No, um, no, no. Like, what in the this like? Is just getting nuts. My thing is my here. here I will never take anything away from what both these artists have meant to hip hop at one point or another. And like DMX, I feel like his career is underrated when people think talk about the greats. Uh -huh. But in 2000 and motherfucking 19, I don't want to hear any DMX or LL Cool J new music. I don't want it. I don't. You know what we about to get? Like, okay, Mary. So you know how when we talk about these artists, the first thing that pops up in our head is what are they going to talk about? I know what they're going to talk about. DMX is going to be on some spiritual stuff, and LL Cool but when J. Is he not? I mean, no, but I, I think it's going to be for gangster. He'd be like, "Let us pray first. <laughs> that is you know true. But I, mean? I think, but I think it's going to be "Let us pray" like fifteen tracks in a row. So it's going to be on some Kanye shit. Sunday service. Him and Kanye yeah. need to go on tour together. Uh, I, probably. <laughs> I, I think he'll take that bag, and LL is just going to continue to lick his lips. 
Probably take your shirt off. I mean, I'd be there to see that, but I ain't trying to listen to it. Like, uh, I don't need another hair sprung. Listen, I, I and I, and I say this. I must preface this by saying I listen to DMX probably daily. No joke. Like DMX is like my motivational speaker workout when I need to get amped. Like I will definitely throw on a DMX track. Like that's he's definitely on the workout playlist. Um, right. But so like, I truly still appreciate and rock with 110%, um, DMX's, you know, older bodies of work, but I cannot even fathom him dropping something now and it being anything I'd remotely be interested in or anyone else for that matter. So I'm going to apologize later. Cause what if it's hard though? Then I'll issue an apology. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yes. Who are we, we looking we to be the... We the show would have to apologize, but... Who, 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 is, the, who is the producer? Exactly, because without Swiss Beats, too, I don't know. So I, um, I looked up. I wanted to know who else is a notable artist on Def Jam right now, because I, I, you don't hear Def Jam too often. And so artists that are still signed to contracts with Def Jam right now, just notable artists, Janae Aiko, Logic oh. is signed. Logic still there. <laughs> Pusha T signed to Def Jam. Tony Braxton. Yo. Tiana Taylor still has a distribution deal with Def Jam. Two Chains is on Def Jam. And Dave East is signed to Def Jam, which I did not know. Okay. Oh, man. So they're reputable. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Logic been, so Logic been with Def Jam since he was like seven. Yeah. I, I know. I was just surprised that he was still with Def. I thought he went independent by now. I could have sworn there was like news about him going independent, but maybe he re-upped. I don't know. But it well, was he, just, said it on, he said it on a couple of songs. I, the the amount of shots that he's thrown at Dev Jam for putting his shit on the shelf is well, I don't know. Maybe that's his other privilege side. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's okay. just weird because like you know Def Jam in the '90s and early 2000s was the label. So the fact that they still have those type of notable artists on Def Jam is it's shocking to me. But I really didn't think Dave East was signed to Def Jam. So yeah, they got they got to hold on to as many artists as they can because a lot of cats is going independent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anything left on this? Like what? Okay. Let, let's let's leave it on this. All right. Scale from one to ten on each one. So two different ratings. What do you think these albums are going to be? So DMX. We'll do DMX first. Scale to one to ten. What as of right now? What do you think a new DMX album would be? Six point five. That's high. <laughs> yeah. It is because I, I, like I feel like I feel like it's going to be like three three track three hot tracks. And then you, he's going to throw a prayer in there. Who doesn't listen to the prayer? That's about four. How many? What's the track list? You know what? We got to wait because we don't know the features. No. <laughs> uh, Mary? I mean, yeah, no. That's not getting above a five for me. Yeah. That LL? Three for me. Three for me on DMX. Um, unless he does like, maybe we they he surprises. He does like a lost tapes type thing like Nas and we get all these, this unreleased. I would really be interested to see me some too. unreleased music from DMX. Considering the dark place he was in when he made some of the classics, like I would love to see what type of stuff didn't make the album. Oh, yeah, man, I'm bumming dope. it up to a I'm to, I'm bumming up to an eight point nine. Lost <laughs> All right, LL. Before we go to break, one to five. It's, it's gonna be a solid two piece. <laughs> and a, <laughs> two piece of the biscuit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know what? All due respect, LL. If you listening, I do have you have the greatest of all time. Uh, in my in my non-biased top five, so shout out to you, Mary. I'd say a three, also. Zero. 
None. I don't want it. <laughs> oh my God, LL. You seen that? Oh my oh, God. Oh man. Oh. All right. Let's let's go to our first break. When we come back, we're gonna get into our TV section and talk about some Wu Tang and Power. <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> hey guys, it's your girl back easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell, and this is the, the team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, ladies oh. and gentlemen, we are back from our break, and we're going to be talking about some TV. So Wu-Tang and American Saga, I believe we're on episode either three or four on the review so far. They're actually on, I think, episode six released today. Is that right, Mary? Uh, five mm-hmm. dropped tonight, right? Five, yeah, okay. Five. five, all right. Yeah. I'm like, we're not that far. <laughs> So what do you guys, what your thoughts on the series, the, the episode three, what do you guys think so far? Three or four? Four. Can we I'm talk sorry, about four yet? Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's finally starting to come together a bit. Mm-hmm. So that has me very hyped. And, you know, and, you know, I mean, like, I feel like I was harsh last week in saying that the details are a bit painstaking because it's actually really beautiful. I mean, it I is. feel like they're doing a great job of really you know, taking their time with really telling the story and kind of sharing the, I mean, even though it's really Riz's story, but, you know, I think episode three kind of dived more into Ghostface's world and then now we jumped back out again. Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like you kind of start, I like how they showed some history between Divine and Power so you can kind of understand... Yeah. You can see how they can reunite to really be become a part of the Wu together in the future because you can understand that they really did have that history as children. Because um, before that, I was like, how the hell are they going to, you know, come together at some point? They're like they're trying to fucking kill each other. But you see that there was once love there in history. And I do believe that, you know, when there was once love, you can kind of find it again. So, Yeah. When Ghost went back to uh, his pops' uh, cleaners, that's when I figured, all right, now it's about to start, you know, start taking a turn now. Yeah. That was after he didn't, after he robbed him, but, you know. Right. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, the series is definitely picking up. And I, I, like you said, it's the way that everything is coming together, it makes sense. And. The long drawn outness makes sense, kind of too, because they're, they're really trying to dig into as much of this story as they can. There are still people who are falling by the wayside, but that's to be expected. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I just love what they're doing here. I really do, and it's all like you said, it's it's all coming together. They're paying such a respect to it, and they're giving a perspective on it that if you're not the if you weren't the biggest Wu Tang fan, where you're like researching their history, you most people aren't gonna know all this. So I can understand why they really want to dig into it. And it, the response to it has been crazy. Like I I look up like other like in message boards and stuff, and just how people respond to the series, and it seems like people are really really loving it. I tend to judge stuff like this based off my younger sisters. They're ten years younger than me, so they're twenty three. So like the Wu Tang Clan to them meant nothing, and they're watching the series and they love it. So. Mm-hmm says a lot to me you know the one thing that but you is it's i'm not saying it in a bad way because it's actually good because it's drawing me in but raekwon is pissing me off and not dropping the goddamn verse like every yeah. time rizzo drop a beat and he asked him to get on nah son yeah nah, like no, get your ass back over here 
I know. But when he does, it's probably going to be legendary. Well, obviously, we know it ends up being legendary, yeah. but it'll probably definitely be a defining moment in the series when he actually... Like, they're building up the anticipation very well. They really are. I oh. suffer from anxiety, so I'm not necessarily appreciating it. <laughs> but are, are, we yes. going to get, are we going to get a purple tape reference? I don't know, but they dropped the, the beginning of uh, criminology in this episode, which was mm. great to hear. You know what I'm going to be watching tonight? <laughs> yes, me too. When we hang up, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, so. and, and then the fact that they're also telling so much of Divine's story, I think is th- that is great. Like his perspective from jail, and we'll, we'll see as it, as it continue to go, but it just – they're doing it right, and I don't know, like, I know, um, of course, RZA has his hand in writing it and whatever, but whoever's helped, like, do, I don't have, is he directing too? He can't be directing. I don't believe he, he, like. He is. He's directing this? He's directing it with that other dude. I think his name's Brian C. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, like I said, it's really based off of the book he wrote, The Tao of Wu. which is, like, everybody needs to read that book. Anybody who has a dream needs to read that book. Because it isn't even so much... I mean, obviously, yes, it's about how the Wu... He, how RZA masterminded and then executed the Wu. But it's it just... I related to it on so many levels on any like anything that I wanted to bring to life. Like, the way that he captures that... The anticipation and the, the way that the dream consumes you. Like, I can't even explain it, but... It's an amazing book, and it kind of... If you have a dream, it will encourage you to keep going. So, That's what's up. Yeah. In, in, in this series, you can see the passion that he has to to create music. He really, he really puts in a lot of detail on how he wants to get this shit going. But yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, Devon, he, he did not want to be a crackhead. He did not want to say... <laughs> he, he was like, yo, I am not with this at all, but I'm, if I'm going to get out, I. Right. I would do it. Well, not to bring it back to the conversation we were having before, but that's a testament to the culture back in those days. Being mm-hmm. a drug user was not what was up. But right. now, dudes would be like, let me have some crack for real. <laughs> yeah, and especially so. because of his status as well. they like, yo, you out here pushing and using? Right. Uh, yeah, that's like the worst that would have been back then. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like, Again, we touched on this during our review of the first two, but I feel like dude who's playing RZA, though he does not physically look like him, I feel like he definitely has captured the spirit of him, the essence of him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the passion that he has and had at the time. Like you feel like you're there with him. And I think that they're doing such a great job of depicting how he's surrounded by chaos but yet he remained focused on music because he knew that that was going to be what got them all out of that. Like, I don't know. I if I'm not mistaken, he's the teenager from Moonlight, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's no longer that. He's risen. Yeah. Exactly. I was nervous. You already know. I was like, I don't think he's going to pull this off. I'm going to see him as the scrawny little dude from Moonlight, but no, like, He's, he's in Bobby Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, and, and, and also I would say, even though we've seen less of him in the show, but the uh the guy playing Raekwon, who who's in mm-hmm. Dope. Shamik Moore. Yeah, Shamik, yeah, he is doing a great job in this series so far. And I yeah. and I, I like how they're they use him very well. He hasn't he hasn't had his episode yet. Um mm-hmm. but when he does, I think it's gonna be a, a show. Like really. I <laughs> I really cause he's he's embodying that uh 
uh, Raekwon to me as well. Yeah. OD, ODB, son, come on. I mean, oh my God, that's Killing his son. Me. He's so, like, and that's the thing. I don't want to undersell him either, but you would think as his son, like you, you, you saw him, like you have some of that in you. But he's doing a great job too. Yeah. Oh, I'm, a, I'm gonna tell you right now, RZA and ODB. Like, you can't. I can't tell them. A, I can't tell them apart from the real people. I can't. That's what's up. I can't. They're doing a great job. Yeah. I have no complaints. I just want. You know, I just want Raekwon to rap. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I know he, he keeps turning them down. I need him to rap too, man. Nah, son. Was, <laughs> nah, uh, well, son. Okay, and I know I'm ahead. Was episode four the one with the Ray, with the uh, Eric being Rakim concert? Is that episode five? It's no, all that's, 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 that's four, right? That's, that was this one? That, that was, that's four. That was that's when, when we left. Uh, no, I'm, is it? I don't know. It's all. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't it like the talent show thing? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So then that was three, That was three. I think. And we didn't talk a bunch yeah. about that last week, but the the freestyle that 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 RZA dropped there, oh my, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, got, he, got, he got a little too deep, did he? Oh man, <laughs> listen, yeah, <laughs> I, I would have been into it though. <laughs> but... <laughs> that came straight out of poetry class. <laughs> Yeah, a little, a little too deep. There, Mixed man. with science. Oh, man. I was just waiting for somebody to snap their fingers. Jesus. <laughs> well, let's move into into power. And unfortunately, we got RIPs to do. Proctor got shot. He got fucked up. Tommy went on a fucking spree. Why is it like if 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 oh I always forget his name, uh the, the FBI agent, the white one. If he wasn't so focused on ghosts, he could have Tommy by now. Because Tommy's out here being reckless as fuck. It's a meme out there well, about Tommy. Can I, yes. Yes. Did you see that? The one where it was white privilege because the yeah. FBI is like still ghost is the FBI doing all this stuff. Tommy's doing Tommy. all this stuff and the FBI's like about ghosts. Tommy like, out there kill like fifty eight people in broad daylight. Jesus. They still going after ghosts. <laughs> yeah. This this episode solidified to me to that Tariq needs to die tomorrow. Oh no, we can't do that. We can't he, no, do that. The, Don't he, kill he needs to get <laughs> he needs to get dead, bro. Come like, on, man. He got him a girlfriend. She turned him on him a, too. Him. She turned on him. I know. Well, this was the as we talked about last week. How it seems like this show was like kind of just spinning its wheels and not going anywhere. It all paid off this episode because it just and it sucks because Proctor's daughter just lost her mother. Now she loses him. And that phone call where he's like, he's like, I I don't know, I probably won't see you again. That shit hit me. I I don't care. That shit hit me. I mean, that's, that's say, I feel bad for Elisa Marie because that was just terrible. Yeah. Like that's instant karma right there. And, and then Tariq, like, you know, I don't know. Like he's <laughs> just stupid. Like <laughs> like following orders and then knew enough though to get the little girl out of there. And then I don't know. And then I don't know. I feel like Prompter though, while he's calling up his daughter and shit, shouldn't he call the cops? Like Yes. Yes, but he you might know, not have I mean, died. yeah, call him and say, "Hey, Tommy's about to shoot me." What the fuck? Right. I agree. So that was my one qualm with that because it was like, "Come on, man!" Like you could have called the cops. <laughs> but uh, I uh, so I think her. I think that the necklace he gave his daughter has the information from the the laptop on it. Of course it does. Okay. I yeah. think Hayes is. I think Hayes is one of the writers. What? <laughs> you got to be one of the writers. You got to with that type of information Fuck right you, there. Nigga. <laughs> now, now I want to check that jury. I want to check now. 
but no, I, I, I don't know where this is going, and this, and this is a good place to be. Like the whole fact that Ghost and Tommy got to try to work together to now get Tariq, who I hope still gets shot in the back of his head. Like it's just, I like, I like where we are now, though. As last week, I was kind of like, I'm getting bored of this shit. I like where we are now. But we said last week that for them to pick it up, we knew that the bodies was going to start falling. Yeah. Didn't we say that? Yeah. And so we, uh, they're splitting the season. Like I think we're getting the first ten episodes, and then the last five. So this was episode six, I believe. So we're about yeah. four more episodes before, I think, like a month break or whatever. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of bodies. Like, we lost Proctor. I think we're going to lose some, like, secondary characters over the next couple of episodes. And then we're yeah. going to end with a major death before we go into the break. Yeah, I think we're going to lose, like, a couple of Tommy guys. Yeah. Um, well, good, because they're all annoying. <laughs> hey, ain't they? <laughs> yeah. I won't be crew. sad to see them go. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. And hey, okay, Lala, Lala okay, rights again. Yeah, oh, that's my. That's I my don't book. like the way she was treating Tasha. <laughs> she got okay, her so, too. So I got a question. I got a question that that I want to add to the show. You have to only you go you go only pick one character. Pick one character that must go. That you just they gotta die. Lala. I, I, yeah, I got still Tasha. Lala, bro. No, Tasha can't die. Come on. Ta- they gotta all go. gotta die. Like that's the thing. I think everybody's dying. Like they're all <laughs> dying. <laughs> well, what's the spinoff? I used to think it was gonna be like Tariq, but at this point now, like he's gotten in over his head. Like if he survives all this shit, if he's the last one standing, now I'm gonna be pissed because he doesn't deserve to be the last one standing. Oh, save if he, this. If he episode. survives, it's gonna be a. It's going to be a bad lesson for the children. Exactly. Because it's like, yeah, you know, just behave in reckless. Just throw away all your privilege and whatever that your parents worked hard to give you so that you could do dumb shit and <laughs> follow there. all the wrong people. You want to talk about bad examples? We have a guy with rainbow colored hair telling on everybody. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that he was enough. a part of the organization. I think they've got enough of, you know, you know what? Um, you got to <laughs> save this episode, Hayes, because if Tyreek ends up being the man, I'm <laughs> Listen, if this all ends up with Tyreek, like, if this is like all, he learned so much from everybody dying and he's the, the dude. No, nah, the motherfucker no. is stupid. Like, you can get away with selling kids, baby aspirin, but you gave this shit to the drug dealers? The Italians. You gave baby aspirin to the Italians. Like, they're not. You got to die. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, you got, he got to go. I don't want him to go, though. Tasha got to go. What if Dre? What if Dre's the last one standing in all this? Ah, uh, oh. another one that must go. Yeah. If you want to piss me boring. off. <laughs> He is. He's, he's, he doesn't act. Like I said last week, he literally it just makes a series. Of, he has three faces, and they're all kind of the same face, and that's all he does. Yeah, he got and those three anxiety faces. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn, bro, do you, do you need some Pepto-Bismol? Like, what you need, man? Hey, go sit down and take care of your goddamn daughter. That's what you could do. Right? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> your scary ass. Man. <laughs> Uh, we did not talk talk much about Tasha and Lala. Uh, any, it, I, I, it really wasn't much. The cattiness, I'm over with. Like I, I, I just have this thing on TV where I'm just tired of black women being depicted as like just catty in general. Like I fucking hate loving hip hop for it. But what do you guys think about it? I mean, I will say this, and I'm tired of that too. But the hell of it ain't true <laughs> because yeah. that was a very real scenario when. She saw her in the store and caught her trying to return shit. And yeah. then she's like, you look like you need some help. Like, <laughs> But I wanted to just drag her by her ponytail at that moment because it was like, 
Come on, this was somebody who used to be your, your, you know, your ace boom coon. You don't do that. And then her possessiveness of Tommy is annoying too. It's like forbidding him from talking to Tasha. Like I don't know, the whole thing's corny to me. She's corny. I worry. This is they're bringing up Holly so much, who really hasn't been brought up since. Well, she died in season two, I think. Yeah, um, that was a while ago. They're bringing her up so much. Do you think that they're going to, like, find her body or something? Like, something like usually in, in movies, when they keep bringing her in TV, when they bring something up this much, it comes back eventually. Do you think it's going to? I think um, I think if it does, Lala is going to be the one to uncover it. Mm, okay. Because Ooh. she's curious. And, Ooh, and I... then maybe she'll have to get killed as a result mm. on some Sopranos type shit. Anyway. You know. I know who dying next. Uh -oh. It's gonna be it's gonna be Tommy it's gonna be Tommy's mom. Oh shit! Mm. I don't know why, but she gotta go. Well, I could think of a, a few reasons why. Hmm. Loose lips sink ships, and she's kind of been known for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's on the board for me. I got Tommy mom. She's Tommy next. mom's next to die. Mary, who's your vote vote on the next to die? I don't know why, but I keep thinking Lala. <laughs> Okay. I'm mad that we just call her Lala. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I what Keisha is that her name? Keisha. Yeah, Keisha. Um, hey yo, Keisha. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of side with Mary. I think I think Lala may be the next. Well, the next semi-major character to go. I definitely think that uh uh the dude who works for Tommy who shot old boy in the car. I think he's gonna be the next to die though. Right. I think yeah. he's gonna be the next minor I agree character with that to die. Too. Um. But that's it. That's our power recap. Us talking about power. We got. We talked about an unwanted remake last week. So this week, they they are doing a reboot to New Jack City. Yeah. You see what I'm talking about? Why? <laughs> oh man, please stop. I mean, listen. The '90s was it was a great era, but leave it alone now. The thing like, is, you can't do the shit now that was done in the '90s. The world is yeah. different. They're so not different. even doing the same type of drugs. True. <laughs> yeah, doing, like what? Like what are they going to have a uh, a cartel out of Kaiser? And that's mm -hmm. the thing. I think that what they do is that they like I, the story is not going to be anything close to New Jack City. They use these names and attach it to shit when they don't really have to do a reboot. Just make a new drug dealer a a great drug dealer story and call it something different. New Jack. The, even the, the term New Jack City isn't going to mean the same thing that it did back then. Leave our classics the fuck alone, especially when they're when they're perfect. Yeah, Ice T's acting was shit in that movie, but we don't. It's still a classic. Yeah, yeah, on that little coat in the middle of the damn summer that pissed me <laughs> off. Ah, damn. I agree. It's getting annoying now. Yeah, yeah I remember you see what they did with Superfly. Oh, that mm -hmm. was terrible. I watched all of it, too. But the cast wasn't bad in it. Again, that goes back. Like, if they didn't try to make it super fly and just did their own thing, it probably would have been halfway decent. Did you see, like, he was a black belt. That shit pissed me <laughs> off. There's guns out here, bro. Can you out here kicking? <laughs> Come on. Oh, I watched right. all of it, Barry. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to you because I wasn't supposed Mom. to watch that whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> we got one last mu music topic this isn't to do with, with TV or film but this this track Family and Loyalty with J. Cole and Gangstar listen this is the shit this this may be on my song of the year J. Cole song of the that, year 
on the list. Songs of the year. Not the song of the year, no. Oh, okay. It's not the okay. song of the year by any means. But it's 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 I don't know if it's nostalgia. I don't know if it's like hearing Guru on the track, like after yeah. like, it, like it, it everything came together for this for it to be a great track for me. So I have not had a chance to listen, but it's I'm I definitely plan to. Um I was a huge gangstar fan. I was a huge fan of Guru himself. He was a great guy. I had the pleasure of meeting him when I was under in a crisis, actually, and he kind of helped me out. Oh, so, wow. yeah. <laughs> so, I have to check that out. All right. Baylor, what, what were your thoughts yeah. on it? You know, um, it was all right. I mean, I didn't. I didn't yeah. It was okay. <laughs> It was okay. Even the J. Cole verse? Right, what do you give him? Now the... you're about no, I, because I can't I can't talk I can't it's I can't say anything bad about J. Cole, but I'm not like I'm not like a super J. Cole like fan. So I didn't really think much of it. Sorry. Well damn. Okay. Well we're gonna go into our last break. Hopefully we get to, <laughs> we get we get more out of Baylor than this. Uh on the last topic. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right, last topic of the day. You know, we like to end it on leaving something you guys to think about maybe piss a couple of you guys off last week we talked about the best rapper to not have a classic album and i don't know if you guys uh how many how much feedback you got um but we got some we got some weird picks for this on on twitter you want me to read some of these off uh-huh. sure. all right so we definitely got uh we got fab which i think we mentioned uh uh-huh. we, we got, did baylor <laughs> we got lupe fiasco oh yeah that's a good I would one that. yeah we got uh <laughs> We got Jay Electronica. Wow. <laughs> I mean. Wow. We did get some Wale, but there was a lot of back and forth that Ambition is a classic album. Any thoughts on that? Mm. Nope, because I totally disagree. All right. We got Fat Joe. Mm. Oh, wow. You know what? The Fat Joe in E-40 was in comparison today. I don't know if you've seen that. I did not. They said they said uh, Fat Joe is to to New York what E forty is to California. Interesting. And then we got a lot of Buster that rounds out like the main one of like if we're putting everyone together, we got a lot of Buster as well. So dang, Buster really don't have a, a classic album. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen. I, there's nothing that comes to mind. I will say as a, as a classic for me. Dang, Skinny Bus ain't got no classic album. That's crazy. But the question that we have this week is who is the biggest culture vulture in hip hop? So I, I, I sent out a, a group text uh, to some of my friends. We were actually having a different music conversation. So I just sent this out. Um, so surprisingly, these are the answers that I got. I got Dr. Dre. 
which I don't I don't understand that one at all. Um, mm. Okay. Beastie Boys. No. 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 I feel like no. Originators. Exactly, exactly. No, Vanilla and, Ice. And they're permanently in the barbecue. Exactly. Vanilla Ice. I mean, okay. Yeah, he got hung out the window. Let him live. <laughs> Post Malone and Iggy Azalea. Okay. Mm. Okay. She's still attractive, but okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Definitely Post how about, Malone. How about Miley Cyrus? Even though she's not really oh, in hip hop. There you go. Man, she, listen, that, you that can't goes tell her you, that. You I'm just sure. want it. You just want it. Like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They but, said she went back to her roots when she stopped getting paid, you know. Then again, she's probably she probably has more black DNA that's been shot in her than any one of us. But you know, stop that, hey, come on, stop Dying that. Injection. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so just but that but does she? Because I I don't even know anyone that she dated that actually well that was rumored anyway that actually NDAs. was in color. Mike Will made it, wasn't? Weren't they dating at one point? I think that's really it, though. Honestly, I may all made that joke, but I think that is. It. I mean, I thought she was married to a very attractive young white man. Uh, well, they got I'm pretty divorced. sure. I'm pretty sure um, she's had to walk your shame through a couple of hallways that we don't know about. <laughs> right. But who well, do you well, got? I'm sure she's getting divorced. I'm sure she's about to have some more that we won't know about. That is very but anyway. True. Very true. Uh, but who are your guys' pick for the biggest culture? <laughs> <laughs> the guy that I watch on... Uh, YouTube all the time because people love to snitch to him. You know who? Everybody snitches when when they're on his uh, platform. Vlad. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. And I and and I blame the artist more, but at the same time, he continues to do it, and it's the same results. He doesn't interview anybody else except for our culture. Okay. Yeah. I like that. that. He gets the most views from us. He knows he's not going to get anything from the country, from rock. He comes straight to us. Okay. All right. I like that pick, Mary. Um, I thought I contributed by saying my. my oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, My pick. I'm like, wait be, a minute. <laughs> my, and, you know, honestly, I know people, like a lot of people say Post Malone, but I, I don't, I just don't take him as a, he kind of mixes it. Like, I don't think he's a, a culture vulture outright per se. Um, My pick, though, is Little Zan. Cause he just looks like. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a oh good one. man, he right. looks like he looks like prior to his career. Uh, I'm going to tell on you. He look. He looks like. He somebody saw him in a private school and like he was like the best battle rapper at a private at a prep school and they were like yeah we're gonna sign you we're gonna put some tattoos on your face you good he looked like a Stranger Things extra that is. Uh. I can see that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. Now, who do you guys think is the biggest culture vulture in hip-hop or our culture in general? Leave those questions, comments, concerns at the usual places. But it's time for us to go the fuck home. Me and Mary are tired. Baylor got a lot of energy, but me and Mary are tired <laughs> as fuck. Mary, do you have any party yeah. words? If not, leave them your social media. I is tired. So you can hit me at okay on another day. <laughs> all right Baylor at Baylor the Great on all social media platforms and tonight I'm thinking we're gonna get a Raekwon verse oh okay okay oh this is as a side note a different type of culture vulture but a vulture nonetheless Mary J- maybe Jerry Heller is the be- is the biggest culture vulture ever in our culture oh wow mm-hmm. 
Okay, I got you. I see what you did right there. Not from an imitation standpoint, point, but he definitely, definitely yeah. was a vulture in this game. But you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. That's at the Breaks Radio. I hope you guys all know how to spell that. But we are the best music podcast around. We are out. Peace. And t- and Tommy Mama gotta die. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kevin and Robin and Rock, I'm in Tiggy and 40, be quiet. Niggas recording. You wanna talk of the dub and I'm housing that bitch. Bleed it to death. Feed on my niggas, then leave it to death. I've been so good with this shit. Do you live it to die? All them niggas bereaving your steps. Uh, uh, mama, I just want